We want to be your BFF. BFF.FM, best frequencies forever. BFF.FM, best frequencies Streaming with my besties. Get up your rebels at your own discretion and crank that treble for your new obsession. It's DJ Webbles on the hangover session. Come on here, everybody. Good morning, Andy. How are you doing? Morning. How are you doing? You're right. Yeah, good. Welcome to Hangover Sessions. On a scale of one to ten, how do you how would you say you're feeling today, hangover wise? Hungover, not too bad. Not yeah. too bad. Um, I mean, so you've had the whole day to get over it as well. Exactly, because it's, it's evening <laughs> for me. So yeah, you know, I, I'm, I've kind of got over that. No, uh, not too bad today. Not too bad. No, I actually went out last night to uh, eat somewhere, and the only place yeah. we ended up was in a wine bar. But didn't okay, drink. And it was so. surrounded by wine. Didn't actually drink anything. Wow, quite, that's good. Quite, I mean, that's a big. Feeling, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> good stuff. Cool. I mean, you're you're back in the UK as well, so that's you right, get yeah. to do one of my favourite things on a Sunday, which is just go to the pub and hang out, and you know, just have have a nice roast dinner or something like that. Yeah. So you're based in Oxford, right near Oxford. That's right. Near, near enough Oxford, to Oxford yeah. to call it Oxford, but it's actually I'm going to claim Whitney, it. Right? That's right. I'm <laughs> going to claim it. It's it, in fact, I the only reason probably people may know in North America, particularly, might know it is the Whitney blankets were um, uh, currency during the early days when you know America's sort of founding. Really, and they're wow. actually made where I live. So where I live right here, wow, is actually where they used to store the blankets when they made them. And then ship them off to the to the new to Canada and the US. The so. Chile, the Chile East Coast. Yes. 
Wow, that's amazing. And that used to be like a currency, like a trade. Yeah, thing. it's like huge. And um, so my, <laughs> wife, my wife's Canadian. When she moved here, it's like she, yeah. everybody knows. Oh, you're talking about Whitney Blankets. Yeah, of course, they, they've got like different ratings and that sort of, that's why they were sort of thought was currency. That's really cool, yeah. Them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I had no idea that anyone outside of this town knew about them. So. <laughs> it sounds like a good uh, uh, band name as well. Could be, yes. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's a side project, a future side project. Yeah, there you go, yeah. <laughs> cool. So um, the sub-theory are yeah. a psychopop, down-tempo, dark trip-hop uh, collaboration Sorry, yeah. band. And you're yeah. between yeah. Los Angeles and Oxford quite often. Yes. Like how, how do you find yourself in Los Angeles on this side of the, the world as well? Uh, so initially it was through sort of music. So um, a lot of what I do is, so outside of um, like being a band and writing music, sort of to release in that traditional sense. I also do a lot of work for TV, film, radio, et cetera. Nice. And of course, like, it's always the aspirational hub of the entertainment world. And that yeah. regard is sort of, is, is that the Los Angeles area. So it's kind of, you know, a little bit of, of that to start with, but obviously I also then ended up meeting my, uh, my wife there. So that's, there's a, a sort of a love affair with Los Angeles, but also, you know, yeah, particularly important because that's where I'm with my wife. So, so that's where I, um, things changed obviously during the pandemic. Yeah, travel was sort of locked down a bit, so it's it's not been as frequent just before then. But when was um, the last time you were there? Oh, it would have been pre-pandemic. Pre-pandemic. Oh, that long yeah. ago. Okay. So it's, it's, yeah. But now you can do yeah. like so much remote, can't that's, you? That's right. Fig you figured that's out right. remote means so you don't have to spend, you know, <laughs> yes, the stuff yes. flying across the globe. Yeah, that's right. I mean, that's it right. is is now, right? Technology where you can almost do it yeah. completely remote, which, you know, it has its, it's a blessing and a curse, right? I'm sure at times, I'm sure you know this, but if you're doing it for what you're doing it for, which is all these amazing it's, films, TV, sporting events and things like that, then... If it's, if I can, if I can sort of let you in on a little secret, it's actually... Yeah slightly better for me because I suffer massively from that imposter syndrome you know when you're sort of in a, you can work away and you can have yeah. you can do all these things and then suddenly you're thrust into a room with professional really super talented musicians and you whiteboards and stuff right, you feel like a little, <laughs> bit of a, a little bit of a fraud and you know you particularly because here's the thing if you work if you don't work with session musicians particularly they're super skilled right they're mm. way more technical than nearly all other players right so you're looking and feeling like a little bit out of your depth <laughs> so for me to go remote was kind of eases that off because i'm not yeah. in that yeah. same situation and i i don't feel so sort of uh uh, yeah, yeah so much of an imposter so yeah 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 so as as a band the sub theory started in 2019 right which is a couple yeah. of years before the pandemic and they've released like what five six songs i think i saw online yeah, so we've got um, it kind of splits into two because it was originally just me. So it was, um, in fact, just as I was sort of taking off, um, really sort of ramping up to release stuff because I'd had as I released in twenty nineteen, but really sort of worked on the first EP mm -hmm. to release just as the world went into lockdown. So it was a little bit like, oh, okay. In fact, it was the week. It was the week, due out the week we went into the lockdown in the UK here. Wow. Yeah. So it was a bit like, oh, oh God, my what, goodness. What, 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 what not with this? Because my, my plan was to go and play like shows and, and yeah. you know, tour it and stuff. I couldn't do it. So so it sort of, um, it changed the way I was going to do the, things a bit. And I, I took a bit of a step back. So I did a couple of things during lockdown. 
um, but it was very much more um, retro sort of 80s kind of synth wave type stuff. Yeah. Um, and then I sort of thought about it and thought, actually, you know what? I, I sort of got in touch with Kate, or rather Kate got in touch with me and she wanted to, she wanted some help doing some of her own music. So I did that and I, and I said to her, well, by the way, um, I've got a couple of things I've been working on. Would you want to collaborate? Because she's a you know, brilliant lyricist, a brilliant singer. Yeah. Um, and I was sort of more the instrumentalist. So I thought, actually, that's really what I wanted to get to. She sort of was really inspired, sort of wrote, basically, I'd send her something and she'd write almost immediately and send it back, go, how's right. this? And we, we sort of, it really, really ramped up. And that sort of, it gradually evolved the sound. So it was, it was kind of, we both realised that it was the direction that we wanted to go in. It was sort of the, the shared yeah, yeah, common yeah. ground, if you like, between us. So she's like really into things like um, Radiohead and David Bowie and kind of that that type of stuff. And I, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sort of more the sort of electronic, um, I guess, I, I, I mean, it started off as actually sort of a bit of a hip-hop DJ. So that's kind of originally what Yeah, what I was going to ask you about your radio show as well. Let's right. Do that a bit later. All right. But oh yeah, um, so so that's kind of when we had a sort of a meeting in the middle, which is this kind of trip hop, kind of gothic um, sort of feel to it, and that was something that sort of came about quite naturally. So we went, oh, that's the direction we want to go in. Yeah, so that's why it sort of changed. So that's the second half of like the sub theory, um, and that's when we started sort of really releasing a lot of more vocal stuff before it was very instrumental. But this is um, so. Uh, going sort of going back to your um original question we've got quite a few releases and you can sort of really see for me you can really clearly see that is a transition and where we're going to just where we ended up Um, okay yeah are you do you have uh because i've I've looked at all the obvious things right like instagram facebook youtube twitter is there do you have like band camps and things like that as well yeah there's a a band camp um type of (laughs) Treasure trove of treasure trove of sub theory music somewhere else as well. <laughs> oh, I mean, I've that's just the release stuff. I've got yeah tons on this like this laptop I'm speaking on now. I've got an absolute treasure trove of stuff. We're we're also working on an album, um, which exciting times. Yeah, for us, it's 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 weird because I was releasing single after single after single. Yeah, like drip feeding. Bit, yeah, right. It, and it wasn't really conscious, like oh, here's a thing and here's a thing, because I know now they sort of tell you. Um, for independent artists, you've got to keep releasing like every six to eight weeks or whatever. And I get that. And I get why they want to do that because it's a, it's about creating as much content as you can mm-hmm. uh, and to keeping yourself up in the sort of the, the because it's quite, it's quite, um, I guess, the, uh, a mark of the social media age where everything's really instant. It's like instant gratification. You see something, <laughs> look at it for a bit, then move on to something else. It's yeah. continue trying to get yourself in front of people. It grinds you down a little bit, I think. Uh, so this is me releasing sing- a few singles here and there is, is sort of the way of sort of drip feeding it. But it's also a little bit about um, like ch- each one changes for me. So each one changes a little bit on that journey to where we're mm-hmm. going to. And I think the album, when that eventually comes out, is going to be right, this is us. This is the statement of nice. us, who we are. Um, and I don't know if that sounds kind of 
pretentious or not. No, I'm, not. I'm curious when it's come. When is it coming out? Your album. So, what are you working towards? Or is it still? Are you afraid to say it because otherwise? No, 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 no. It's it, it's <laughs> it's about fifty percent fifty percent complete. Oh, um, it's it's nearly it's and I say fifty percent. It's fifty percent recorded. I'd say. There's a little bit left of demoing, writing. We've got some really the problem we've got, and I'll be completely honest with you. And I appreciate I'm sort of dipping, at, going from no, it's fine. thing to thing. It's it's great. Um, it's how the show normally goes, right? right. <laughs> um, it, it is that we do something, settle on it. This is what we're going to do, and then another idea will come in, or Kate will have an idea, or I'll have an idea. I'll say, do this, or or somebody, or Pat, or, or George, whoever else will go. I want to do this, I want to do that. So suddenly we've created this other thing. Halfway through doing one track for the album, I had in my head, wouldn't it be really good if we just, just for a bit of a joke, try and do a James Bond theme? You know, because that sort of, it's a little bit almost, um, I love the epic sort of soundtrack yeah. stuff. So for me, it was like, yeah, yeah, not, not intentionally to try and get a, the, the score, you know, to a, a James Bond film particularly, but just I thought it'd be a really interesting challenge. So we started doing it, and actually what came out of it was actually a really good song. So we're like, <laughs> well, we need to include this now. Yeah. But we're already in the middle of doing the, the problem is we we're continually doing this. Yeah. Well, we were working on this thing. Now let's go and do this thing now. It's it's uh you no, know, it's, it's kind of like being distracted by a squirrel sort of thing, really. Yeah, but it's nice to be able to change direction. Like, yeah. No. So it's a little bit sometimes trying to rein all that in and go, okay, we need to just finish this actual thing that we're doing. So yeah. So I'd say we're about 50% of the way there. Um, art, we've got the artwork, got the um, pretty much what's settled on the order. We just need to actually finish off the last few bits of writing, record it, the rest of the bits, and then mix it, and then, and then it's kind of done. So yeah, we're probably yeah. aiming for uh, early part of next year. So I'm thinking maybe end of February. Start of pandemics, March. you know, pandemics permitting that kind of thing. Oh, yes, because you never know what's going to happen. Do we? <laughs> well, who knows, yeah, hopefully, who knows but similar time happen. of year, similar time exactly, of year. Yes, yes, yeah. There's actually quite a nice way of then sort of bookending that yeah, first EP, that era, just as the as the lockdown happened. Yeah, just you know, almost like four years, is it four years on now, really. Wow, it's three, yeah, three years three. now. We're well, it will be yeah. four years in, blind. yeah, yes, that's I mean, because we lost so, a year. If you yes. if we exclude twenty twenty one, which is a complete write off, because we were bouncing around yeah. wondering what, yeah. which which variant we were going to catch. Because <laughs> I guess you because your experience of that must have been slightly different up in yeah um, it was Oakland. it was a bit different right. yeah it wasn't because we had a couple we had like three lockdowns I think here yeah from memory yeah yeah it was definitely how do I put this I think it was more it was it was it was interesting because England always had it before the US right. And then depending on where you are in the US, you would have handled the pandemic differently as well. Yes, so, in, so yeah, yes. and in California, I think it's the the remnants of it are still very much right. here a lot. Right. Whereas I think they're not so much in the UK. I think they've yeah. people have just moved on with their lives. Well, it, people have never know. mentioned it anymore, really. Yeah. Uh, it's like it never happened, it, yeah. right? It's only really every if you reference that weird period of 2020, 2021, that's when people go, oh yeah. Yeah, that was yeah. that was that time that we everybody nobody left the house. And, yeah, it was such a weird because I don't know if it was what it was like there, but here, and this is quite genuine. And looking back, it seems really crazy. To, <laughs> yeah, is that you could only leave the house for like one exercise 
a day. That is insane, isn't it? I mean, that was literally. Like half an hour or yeah. And, and, and people were saying, oh, I went out for like an hour. And, and people were saying that they got arrested or whatever and taken back because yeah. they were out for longer than they were permitted to. Yeah. yeah. And it was like, it wasn't there like a how far you could leave your house as yes. well? Is that yes. a, yeah. It was, I wasn't yeah. like that here. It was right. just, I mean, the funny, I think what really changed it for, for me personally was when you could actually just go outside and not worry about it. Right. And I was like, oh, thank God for that. Because yeah. for like a while, you know, sitting yeah. in circles, like, it was just weird for a bit. But the whole outdoor thing was like a big relief, you know, in the end. It is, it, it is. and looking back, it's a very strange time where you sort of almost become stir crazy. And, and the fact that that little bit of freedom sort of denies you yeah, well, I think it's also creative, creative time. Was yeah. it a creative time for you? Would you massively, say? yeah. Just like, well, massively. I might as well just write some songs now. That's <laughs> it. I was like, well, there's nothing else to do. There's nothing else to do. I've got um, other than what did I do? I, I, I challenged myself to do, you know, Duolingo. You know that. I that, do know Duolingo. That. Yeah. So yeah. I thought I'm going to learn learn a foreign language. What did you go for? Which was uh, the, so uh, I learned Ita- learned Italian. Nice. Because um, my my dad's side of the family is from from there. Uh, never spoke the language properly. I didn't get and that I, from Hill. I didn't get that from the no, Hill. No, no, no. It's um, that's, well, that's a long, <laughs> long story. Okay. Um, <laughs> but I don't remember a single bit of it now. And I did it for yeah. almost almost a whole year. Almost a, <laughs> almost a whole, like, 2020 if you were into it, though, but if you were thrown into the mix. Oh, no doubt. Probably, probably yeah. It would come back. And also maybe after yeah. a couple of drinks. Because I always find <laughs> I can talk better Spanish <laughs> after a couple of drinks. <laughs> well, uh, yes, yeah, so I have that ability, like, to, to kind of go abroad and it doesn't matter where I am, just sort of communicate somehow. Yeah. Usually yeah, sort it's of nice to have, like football or something or whatever. So, yeah. Yeah. Awesome. All right, well, let's get your first song on. I want to play a sub-theory song because we've been talking about, cool. okay. about it a little bit. So we'll start with, we'll do it in the audio scent. Yeah, we'll do um, Crown of Thorns. Does that sound yeah. good? That's right. That's the this... latest sort of single um, released at sort of uh, end of September. Nice. Is this the one? This has its own video accompaniment as well, right? Think, it's, got, uh, it's got a nice music video out there. I think yeah. I saw. There's there's a few. Um, yeah. I, well, I thought some of them got videos. So I, I, that's one of the things I sort of learned actually during the pandemic. Yeah. Is how to make music videos. Just went right. Yeah. I want to talk to you about that as well. All right. Well, let's let's put the song on first, and then we'll, we'll go from there. So this is the most recent single, right? When did that's it come right, out? Yeah. Is it September? Yeah, end of September. Nice. All right. This is. Crown of Thorns by the Sub Theory from the single Crown of Thorns. <laughs> this is Bay Area piano rocker Connor Morrison, and you're listening to the Hangover Sessions with DJ Webbles on BFF.FM, best frequencies forever.
Good stuff. Loving the sound there. I'm getting a, a lot of Portishead kind of vibes. Thank you. Well. Yeah, absolutely. Just, I mean, yeah. it sounds great. How many how many live shows have you played, and where have you played? Like, I see you've done a few um, festivals and things. Yeah. So we we've done. We, oh, crikey, we played because you've been in the pandemic. You're a pandemic band to some extent. We, right? so. <laughs> yes. So so we we did nothing for twenty um, for twenty twenty, and then twenty twenty one's when we sort of really started getting together. We didn't. We played our first show. August 2021 and then almost solidly played right through till December 2022 and we did a lot of shows in 22 um yeah. so we played everywhere from um our favorite ones at the fleece in Bristol nice. um 
Yeah, I was looking. I can, I can help. I can help you here because I've seen a few. You've done yeah. Truck Festival, yeah. Cowley Carnival, yeah. Windmill yeah. Brixton, Cornbury yeah. Festival, Whitney Music yeah. Festival as well. But that was yeah. fun. Yes, yeah, we support. We we went on just after you know Bears from the Happy Mondays. I I do know Bears yeah. from the Happy. Yeah, well, yeah. not personally, but I know well, he's no, but, know, but right. So he, he's around the stage doing yeah. his playing his um uh what might one minute tambourine right? So, yes, tambourine yeah, yeah, yeah. yes, he is. Yes, <laughs> and the bomb. Um, Miraculous. So and him and Rod Roetta, the, the singer from Apple so they did this thing and they would get the crowd hyped and it was a beautiful, yeah, I mean, really hot, sunny day. Ah, oh, perfect. Yeah. We came on stage, everyone's hyped up, and I kid you not, it was like a tornado happened and it just dumped like a month's worth of rain. <laughs> what? The crowd, right? The just as we started playing. Where was this in Whitney? Yeah, yeah, Whitney yeah. yeah. And we're like, what, what's, what's just happened? It's like yeah. it's like a heat wave, and then suddenly this is happening. Wow. And <laughs> almost exactly when we finished, it stopped. Wow. That's not like, fair, you know, is it? Somebody really didn't want us the to play. Signs. Yeah, like, what's going on here? <laughs> but I tell you what, though, it's the one that everyone remembers. Because <laughs> they, they remembered when they got absolutely soaked. <laughs> <laughs> so you mentioned, um, you obviously mentioned, like, you're somewhere between Los Angeles and Oxford. Do you have any plans to come over here and do do some shows at some point yeah absolutely yeah so um it's we're always kind of contacted by um venues to say oh come play come on play which is would love to do that and all the way up um there's california quite a lot on the east coast sort of in the new york area um rhode island um even up into like sort of bits of canada and stuff yeah um and it's always like yeah absolutely we need to but it needs to obviously work financially because you right. get fees right. and stuff yeah and to, exactly. you know, so it's always been a like okay if we can plan it so that we can come and do a few yeah and we'll do it it's a bit hard to sort of justify just coming in and, and doing one and going you know unless you're you know stinging the police or or someone like that yeah it's a bit, it's a bit yeah. hard to justify it so well, it'd be cool to like combine it with like the the, the, the production stuff you do as well yes, and have a base that, that would be you know good. and then yeah. You know, make a make a few bob doing that while <laughs> I'm just spitballing here. <laughs> no, no, no. And, and so there's there's really there's a couple of really big festivals I'd love to play, um, yeah. in particularly on the west coast. So for, so yeah, absolutely. I don't know if you always wants to play Coachella, but I'm being realistic a bit. We're not quite there yet. But to be <laughs> you got south be, by southwest, right? I mean, I mean that's, that's an option. Yeah, that's that'd be it's always kid. something where. So yeah, yeah, again, if you if you ever know of any anywhere that wants wants uh you know, that sort of Portishead-inspired kind of music. And yeah, but... I mean, <laughs> the list is endless. <laughs> it's a lot of options. It just, it depends, like, I guess, how much you want to scratch under the surface and then how much it makes sense, right, to come all this way right. and figuring out a base and stuff like that, right? Like a base yeah. camp that you can pivot I mean, from. Uh, uh, don't get me wrong, we'd come and play anywhere because we really, well, we just love sort of playing and, and meeting new yeah. people. That's, for us, is is it's... It, it's all, it's been a bit frustrating that this year we haven't played actually as much as we would like to have done because we're trying to focus on recording a lot more. Um, and it's it's really you you can really tell that. Uh, what's the best way to say it? so you can really tell that um, when you do really loads and loads of shows, you've got this kind of momentum building, yeah. and it's, it seems like the, it, the things flow. And I think when you don't play together so often you go back into the studio and it almost like a little bit like 
you're strangers you've got to get used to how each other works again so it's a bit it, for me it's always the live show sort of help the recorded stuff yeah. and then of course the recorded stuff helps the live show is sort of like a bit of a cycle yeah um, yeah yeah but yeah so it's it's something definitely for next year we want to be out back out playing more yeah so most most of your shows have been like in the uk so far yeah, yeah. you've done any like european shows or anything like that or further afield no we we're supposed to do a tour of um sicily and, and parts of italy but That's um good again, for the duolingo practice well, absolutely. As well. like, oh yeah i didn't think of that i should have <laughs> sold it as that this is my uh my language <laughs> tour. Um, it's, um, excuse me it's always it's, it's the sort of thing that and i don't want to get sort of too much into this but it's very difficult as a musician in the sort of the post kind of even the eu world uh compared yeah. to before where you've got to go through so much more paperwork uh yeah. it's not quite as easy as it all oh, right when i was um a lot younger i sort of i did this thing where i, I just decided i'm going to go move to spain and play music so i did nice yeah just i mean spare the moment i did right it sounds like a good plan yeah yeah oh, <laughs> about in spain is that was that in, um so it was the it was so so uh, barcelona nice. mallorca minorca and ibiza sort of around that nice okay back and forth between there so i've I mean, I've travelled like that. I don't know if you call it a triangle, but that area of yeah. of, of uh, northern, north, yeah. eastern part of Spanish. Yeah, kind of thing. I've travelled between there by every sort of means: by boat, by <laughs> dinghy, almost by kind of <laughs> by plane, but like a seaplane. I went on yeah, a seaplane. Yeah. Um, I got I got stories about that. Yeah. Really How long were you in yeah. Barcelona for? How long so we, you I was out there um, for eight months. Nice. Oh. I mean, that's a great city, and that's such a good. I just saw the Sagrada Familia. Finally, right. the towers have been finished and stuff. It's yes. Yeah. Yeah. Whole lifetime that's been being built, and it's yeah. it's like the last cathedral. It feels like you know the last legit Absolutely. cathedral. <laughs> I really want to go back. I, really, I want to go back in daytime because I did because oh, that's the problem. I, I, it was all nighttime. Yeah. I was sort of my I was reversed. You need the sunlight um, to. Yeah. I actually came back to England, and people are like, "Have you been somewhere?" I was like, "Yeah, I've been in Spain." They're like, "You don't look like." And at all, I was like, because I didn't see the sun, I didn't see the daylight. You didn't go there for the sun. You yeah. for I was working, working all night and then sleeping yeah. all day. So, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. crazy. Cool. All right. So, inspiration behind the band name. I was going to ask you about that. What's the? Um, I'm going to credit my wife for that because she came up with the um, idea. Of sort of, I was originally called the, um, the project North Sea Drift. Um, I don't remember the reason why, <laughs> but. That's what it originally sounds called. quite bleak, <laughs> right? But that's it. It was quite. It was, it was that sort of. It was quite. Yeah, it was bleak. Really, was sort of. And the music sort of I was coming up with was was really bleak. Um, but it was. I found that there was two bands really similar. Names. I think there was North Sea Radio Orchestra. And oh yeah. North, I, can't remember, I can't remember the other one. And I'm like that's way too similar. I've got to think of something else. Yeah. Um, and I was thinking about this, and and we were sort of throwing ideas back and forward, and I loved the, the idea of. of sub because it sort of means like subterranean it's mm -hmm. kind of underneath something it's underground it's also i love like sub bass like that's kind of as a dj producer yeah, that's always yeah. what i sort of would use and then i think she she gave me the theory part um because it's like you know just sounded good yeah no it's got a vibe <laughs> so under your like production is the production company under the same guys or is that a completely different thing that's just the side yeah project? i yeah. i keep it the same because um nice. It, apart from anything else, when you've got somebody like Michael Johnson sort of 
doing his narration bit and says on, mu- on his documentary music by the sub theory. I was like, that's too good to. I mean, you can't, you can't miss out on that. Yeah, we should talk yeah, about that. So, you've done a few things, right? You've done the yeah. score for Defiance, which is yes. the thing you're talking about, right? The yeah. Olympic uh, sport narration documentary yeah. with Michael Johnson. Yes. Who a lot of people know over here as well. Yeah, and then um, you also soundtrack Golden Rose of Montreux. I'm not saying this very well. Montreux. No, that's it. Right. Uh, so that so that was the uh, the documentary was for the BBC. That was for yeah. uh, it was called Moment of Truth. It was nominated for the the Golden Rose of Montreux, which is um, nice. Um, you know when they go to Cannes for films, yeah, Cannes Film Festival. That's the Palm Door. This is the gold. Uh, I'm going to say it right, the Rose Door. So nice. it's like the it's sort of like the radio uh, audio equivalent of, of of that film sort of award. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's a big deal. Yeah. Um, Congrats! Like, it, amazing. I was like blown away by it because yeah, know, this thing that I sort of do in, in my bedroom studio, for want of a better term, to suddenly then reaching out and kind of people going, oh, "Yeah, this <laughs> is great. this yeah. is going to be like seriously a award." award. And I imagine like they've played That's, it. On the, on yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, so, how did mind. these worlds collide? Like, did you did you just put the music out there and then people cherry pick like the songs, or did you actively? Uh, you know, like... So those are written specifically for um, okay. those those pieces because what happened was um, some time ago I did some work for well no actually uh, you know match of the day in this country uh, yes I do know so so they picked one of the songs uh, to play on that on the show it's a soccer um, it's a soccer documentary yes. just for those yeah. listeners oh, that yeah, might so, not yeah, know yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, does uh, a so recap kind of, of a... Premier League games and and Absolutely. sometimes championship it's... as well but yeah. <laughs> it's a little bit of a British British institution, you know, Saturday yeah. night TV, uh, very, you know, very important. And they would, um, so they use a song. And of course, that's, you get, you get recognised and the producer of that knows you. So in future, they come and say, hey, you did this song here, we used it. How would you like another, you know, how would you like to do something else? Mm-hmm. So you sort of stay in touch with the people. And before you know it, somebody says, I've got this documentary coming up. Would you really, would you? be able to write some music to it so you get a brief which is like here's it could be it can be really specific it can say we want it to be to be this length we want it to do this and we want to do that or it could be a bit more sort of vague and say we here's the um summary of the script mm-hmm. um write something you think would be fitting so this thing was a bit similar to that it was a bit like oh it's defiance it's about uh, protest in sport, so you want to be thinking about yeah. loud, angry. I think it was also around the time of um, uh, sort of lots of protests in, in the US particularly, so it is kind of very much like protest music, so that's why it's right. quite loud, quite angry. Yeah, yeah. So that was, that was it. And then you sort of you go through a process where you chop it down, chop it down, because they keep saying, yeah, it's great, can you make it shorter? Wow. That's great. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah. You've made you've turned a one minute song into a thirty second song. Now can you make it shorter? crushing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow. All right. Well, for the sake of time, I um let's um we'll start talking about your your desert island discs, shall we? My name is Deuce Eclipse. Yeah. Best frequencies for for forever. DJ Webbles, DJ Webbles, yeah. Hangover sessions, hangover sessions, yeah. 
community radio let's go cool all right so you have chosen a nice mix of songs uh you went with uh the beatles tomorrow never knows uh we're gonna kick things off with the beatles tomorrow never knows mm-hmm. and close to the edge the seven inch mix by the art of noise the shorter mix not the level the shorter <laughs> what were your uh <coughs> why would you want these to accompany you on your deserted island so so the choices i, I, I made so these are I mean, first of all, they're, they're, they're my favourite songs. Are they? Uh, um, and it's a bit hard because when you say, give us your favourite songs, yeah. like, how many do I get? I mean, so many, right? They change. But yeah. these are songs that I really never get tired of. So that's my first thought is that that's a, that's, I'm going yeah. to be on a desert island. I'm going to listen to these over and over again. So I've got to be really, you know, they've got to really like hit. Resonate, um, yeah. The other thing is that in some way or other they've all kind of been a massive part of my musical experience journey mm-hmm. um they've helped uh inspire or they've kind of they they're songs i appreciate as well as loving them i also look at the technical aspects of them because that's always something get a little super nerdy about certain parts of music and and i think it's a little bit of the producer in me i'm always trying to sort of take things apart in my mind how they yeah. work and, and different things so they're always they're they're, they're songs i've heard at certain points of my life where they've gone where i've gone right i need to understand how they've done this or you know they've inspired me to get better in some way mm-hmm. nice um, and, I, and i think so uh, you're going to play tomorrow oh, yeah yeah i'm going to play back yeah i'll play them back to back um so, i mean it's just i was just curious because of the, the the fact it's a beatles song and there's just so right. many i mean I, that I, one so i grew up listening to them right so yeah. i'm going to say well, that one's just such a groundbreaking song as well, right? I yeah. mean, nothing Absolutely. sounded like that in its time. And it still sounds cutting it edge today. It does, isn't it? It's what, crazy, isn't it? what happened? How did this happen? It's, um, it, it's, 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 so first of all, I, I, my dad was a big Beatles fan growing up. Um, yeah. And that's kind of where I, I got my love for them from. Um, so he would play these over and over. And I, I liked them all. Don't get me wrong. I loved, I loved all the songs. But this one, when I heard it on the Revolver album, I remember even as a small child going, like my jaw dropping, going, yeah, that All doesn't these sound like any other right. song I've ever heard before. It's got those backwards sort of sound like seagulls, although apparently they're laughing. It's, it's yeah, yeah. them laughing, and there's all these tape loops going in and out. Um, backwards guitar, and there's this really super nerdy tone right in the very middle of the song, which marks the middle point of the song. I think really? it's like one minute 49. And that's before we've even talked about the vocal, which, which, um, if you look into the sort of history of it, it's, it's he wanted to rep, um, replicate Tibetan monk, um, you know, with the voices all sort of going round. Yeah. So, they, so they put the, the microphone through a Leslie speaker, which is a rotating speaker. So that's why it's got that weird effect where it's kind of panning left and right and you're not it's really saying, sure yeah. where it's coming from. And then the actual content of the lyrics is, I think, is really amazing because yeah. they're, they're, they're from, it's from the Tibetan Book of the Dead. All the lyrics are about, um, um, like, you're the, well, if you, I've, I read the Tibetan Book of the Dead at one point, or tried to read it. It's about, <laughs> it's about the transition from, from life to death and, and kind really? of about the death of ego and, and all that kind of stuff. And it's really about, I mean, it opens up with, I think is one of the greatest um, set of lines, you know, turn off your mind, relax and float downstream which is also the first lines of Timothy Leary's book, The Psychedelic Experience, which is taken from the Tibetan Book of the Dead. And for me, that's always been a very comforting thing, that no matter what's going on in your life, 
turn off your mind, relax and float mm -hmm. downstream and just kind of, you know, go with the flow a little bit. Yeah. No, no, good stuff, man. Did you, what side of the aisle are you on in terms of the documentary, the Get Back documentary? Did you enjoy it? I, I have some uh, artists <laughs> that have been on this show that were like, I couldn't watch right. it. It's too, it was too much. It was too honest for me. <laughs> um, I've ne so, I'd, so I'd never seen the original Let It Be footage, which apparently it doesn't, they don't come across very well. I've never seen that. I only saw this. And I actually watched it and went, they didn't seem to get on that badly at all. Because at this point, they're like in, in civil war and they're kind of just about yes. to sort of split up, basically. Um, and I sort of watched it and went, they're just like four lads that are... Yeah, make, crazy trying to make it work. Happened, right? All this madness has happened around them. This is four people trying to make music and they're sort of coming to the end of their, their journey together. And I think it's a little bit... It's yeah. a little bit poignant, I think, from that that respect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I loved it. I mean, it's just a really bloody long documentary, but it was worth it. <laughs> yes, I mean, yes. why not watch nine hours of Beatles when you've never had a chance to really see them? Well, before? that's the thing. That's the thing. Most I of my really... Christmas watching it. <laughs> yeah, no, me too. Me too. <laughs> and at times, I'm thinking, okay, if I hear this same song, because they keep going through loads of the same song, and you yeah. go, okay. Just go to something else now. Can you play a different song? <laughs> so you find yourself getting Just a little walk away for a bit. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's get these on then. So we've got um, Tomorrow Never Knows, The Beatles, and Close to the Edge of the Art of Noise, the shorter version, much shorter version. Much shorter. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. 
cool. All right. So you just heard um, Andy's first two Desert Island songs. Very nice. And you, these are all your choices, right, Andy? Or you, did you choose all on behalf my choices, of the band? Yeah. Okay, cool. So no, it's a, I very selfishly chose. Yeah. Oh, that's no, all good. So as a band, do you, do you have listening sessions? I mean, you obviously get together, right, in the flesh. You're not doing all this, like, remotely. Is the, is the rest of Whitney... Sorry, Whitney. That's the band, another band. Is the, is the rest of the sub-theory? That's my Whitney? side project. That's, <laughs> Whitney Blankus is my side project, don't forget. Um, yes, they are. So, so they're just... It's not too far away from me now, Oh, actually. perfect. Um, so, yeah, we, we, we sort of regularly catch up. Um, tend to talk more about football than music, generally, but... We do a lot of the music sharing sort of over, you know, WhatsApp or or Messenger or something like that. And we're just like, oh, here's a thing. Have you yeah. seen this? Um, as I said, Kate's really a uh, big Radiohead fan. Nice. So, You've seen them a couple of times as well? Yeah. yeah so well, I haven't I seen think... the whole band live, which is the whole band, sacrilegious. Oh, I've only seen Tom do his solo tour. It's um, it, the thing that everybody always talks about here in in, in Oxford is the the famous or sort of South Park um, South Park. Sorry, not, not to be confused with the the cartoon um, in Oxford. <laughs> they did the big homecoming show. Ah, oh, fantastic! Yeah, they took over this whole the whole of the park and sort of played there. And everybody seems claims it's a bit like you know everybody claims they went to Woodstock or yeah. You know, they, they, you know whatever it's everybody it's like a homecoming for them there. it's like well it couldn't yeah. possibly all of you be there yeah <laughs> but it was an amazing show so yeah incredible yeah no i'd love to see them i've just watched a documentary about them actually the other day and that was really yeah. cool watching them do i don't know i don't know exactly pronounced the song fast or up is it from in, Rain in rainbows and it's just yes. him and um the guitarist who I'm blanking on now. It's not Eddie, is uh, it? It's the other guy. Johnny Greenwood. Johnny. Yeah. Him and Johnny, like Tom and Johnny, just on a hill, I think in Oxford, playing like very early in the morning and just playing this song live. And it sounds absolutely incredible. I mean, it just gave me the truth chills watching it. I was like, yep, right. I need to put that in the show sometime if I can yeah, come absolutely. somewhere. <laughs> I might even start this show with it. If, oh, if, that's a good idea. Yeah. If all goes yeah. to plan, seems appropriate. Okay, so uh, music video-wise, so you, you do a lot of amazing visuals with the, the music as well that you release. I was watching one that's like a cartoony kind of Dick mm -hmm. Tracy kind of vibe, which I really enjoyed as well. So yeah. like, did that come about as a result of the pandemic or was, was that always the intention with, with releasing the music was getting these awesome, awesome um, videos out there as well? It's, I think it's a bit of necessity in during the pandemic. It's, yeah. it's like you need something visually to put your music out there, you know, just to kind of even just hold somebody's attention whilst you're sort of playing their music. Um, it's also sort of, and we talked about before, is that whole idea of creating content. Um, and it's really hard when you sort of, you know, you're locked down or you can't particularly get everybody together at the same time yeah. to, to, to create this. So it's really, I sort of taught myself how to make, videos really um something i've always really been interested in but never really tried it always felt like oh that's a thing that professional video people make you know now i feel like i'm taking their trade away from them um <laughs> <It's unhealthy> though. <laughs> yeah and that's it and that's what it started as it's like i'm just gonna give this a try and see and do it yeah. and I actually learned that realized that oh no actually I'm, i I really enjoy this this is one of the parts that i almost i don't quite enjoy it as much as making the music but almost as much as so for me, it's always been a, a thing is when I write the music, I've always got something visual in my head. That's how. Yeah. Um, and that's a little bit why I've always wanted to do stuff for TV and film, et cetera, because that's how I write music is thinking, right, if this was in a film or this was in a TV show, 
that's the bit of music I'm writing for. Yeah, yeah. Um, so this is me sort of trying to make my own little TV films or my own, you know, whatever uh, visual to go along with what I can see in my head. Um, so I did a lot of stuff using um, found footage, bits of stuff that I that sort of found on the internet or was copyright free, first and foremost, and not just yeah. in case anyone's watching this or yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not stealing anything from anyone. Um, <laughs> and then I realized that there's a whole possibility of I can create my own footage, but actually um, using little bits of AI, I can turn it into to animations. Yeah. So I started doing that, messing around with it, and I sort of made these tiny little bits, and then I sort of make you know make them into a little narrative of my yeah. own. So instead of having to try and find stuff to fit it, I kind of make my own. Oh, it's fantastic! I mean, there is there's so many benefits to to the AI side of things. Has it has it influenced a lot of your more recent production? Or are you doing yes? Because it's it's important to balance it, right? But yeah, there's just so much out there you can do now with it. It's such a ridiculously Absolutely. powerful tool. It's, it's, I was on chat the other day trying to find some descriptions oh. for stuff and it's like no i want better i want a better description than that right. you just literally right. click a refresh button and it gives you yeah. completely so you different... have to train it it's a little bit like a dragon in that you have to train it to do what you want in a tone um, of you know like yeah, yeah. And you have to say you are this particular thing i want you to do you ask me questions yeah. that you need to know in order to write this and then it sort of asks you to come back loads of stuff and then you go now go write it whatever so uh, so it, i've not used ai in any music so that's yeah something i'm uh, sounds really bad because i'm i'm using it for art but for me that's the bit i really want to do i want to keep kind of control of that <clears throat> that has to come from a human yeah for want of a better term um but also i think a little uh, you know i, I, know I don't want to talk too long about ai because i could talk all night about it. <laughs> i think there's there's pros and cons with it and it's about how you use it it's a tool yeah. that you can use to to achieve something but you can't use it to take away the human element you can't take it use it to take away the soul of something that's the mm -hmm. bit that, that makes it different us humans are the creative inspiration um behind the art right we precious. Use this as a tool right so that's mm -hmm. the, the bit for me I've, I've always been really clear on yeah yeah it's interesting i was reading about sam altman and him being kind of ditched from open right, AI. Right. and that's i think at the core of it is you know where yeah. you know where do you draw a line with it all and there's right. i think that's the problem that they're having even within open ai is trying to i mean out like what you know that's all on sort of unfolding now isn't it it feels like i think half of them have, have resigned as well so yeah, knows yeah where that's, that's going yeah. he's, and he's now trying to come back and trying to right. figure it out so yeah we'll see what happens next all right so let's get uh cut to black on then because that is cool. that with that video right that has the yeah. really kind of interesting sort of themed just go and watch it online everybody because it's fantastic <laughs> so this is cut to black uh when was this released andy this was um march back in march yeah right. uh this year march 2023 yeah, good stuff. All right, cool. Here we go. Cut to black by the sub theory. You're listening to BFF.FM, best frequencies forever, hangover sessions, and DJ Webbles with Tim Marco.
Lovely stuff. Cut to black, everybody, by the sub theory. Um, so to, just to remind everybody, the way you spell the sub theory is it's one word, sub theory, and uh, that's the beginning. And um, we are going to talk about, uh, I want to talk a little bit about your, you've got your own radio show, Andy. Yes, I do. Called yeah. Electropod. How frequent is this and where do we, where does, where do we listen to this? Uh, so that goes out. It, it, it in theory it's every um fortnight uh on windrush nice. radio which is a, a local station it's Whitney. um yes yeah nice. so um what's the radio station called sorry i didn't uh, catch it it's called windrush radio windrush nice yeah. okay and cool. after the river that runs out the back of here yeah yeah um it's supposed to be every fortnight although i sort of put it on a hiatus because i hadn't really had much time and um, they, they're very busy with festivals and so they do they go to all festivals and, and do live shows from there so I'd always go and there's no show this week because yeah. we're at this festival I recorded all through the pandemic I did like a pre-record show every sort of two weeks and sent it I, I, di I didn't like that as much as doing it live yeah. on the radio something nice it, about doing it live isn't yeah, it? absolutely so I decided I thought I could do that this time but I'm going to put it on hiatus for a little while because I've got I want to finish the album and do this that and the other so I think it's probably going to come back next year um nice. so just temporarily it's it's on hold okay um I also do another stupid little um radio show now with a couple of other mates who are um one's a soul DJ and the other guy Dave just sort of turns up and throws the old comment in so it's a bit <laughs> of a it's a sort of a it's an old um it's about old school, like hip hop, sort of from the eighties. Oh, cool! Uh, Where it all started, 90s. right? Was it eighties, well, early eighties? Yeah. yeah. So, so it's that sort of thing, and it's a bit of a. It's not a very serious show. And we we basically go on there and just um, rip it out of each other. Um, <laughs> usually about like how old we've got, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> and how my friend Daniel has the inability to turn the faders down 
on any of the mixes that he does. He did, I often DJ with him out places, and he has this habit when one record finishes, he'll just leave the fader up and the needle knocking against the thing, and it drives me insane. I'm always going, <laughs> take the needle off the thing. Um, so it's usually that. And then one time, not so, not so long ago, he had left the fader up, and we was, I didn't realise, we were talking, and um, not being massively complimentary about somebody, and then look down and go, the mic's laughing. <laughs> oh, no, that's the worst. The worst. It's like texting someone, uh, the, right. texting the person that you're talking about. And it, oh, I mean, yes. That is just yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, the most painful. Oh, boy. So do you do, do, you do a lot of DJing outside of all the Because you're obviously, you know, multi-talented, multifaceted. <laughs> you do the production side of things. And then you, you know, you're doing the band. Do you do DJs? Um, so I, I, haven't, I, don't, I haven't DJed very much recently. Um, I kind of retired um, officially about 10 years ago. So I DJed all the time. Every, yeah. like, I've, I've DJed. Great, great gig, isn't it? I mean, yeah, absolutely. Uh, um, I DJed for some really good shows and for some really good people. Um, and I did it for probably about almost, I guess, 15 years. Um, and then went, I'm really tired of doing this now. Yeah. Yeah, um, that's, why, that's why I like doing the radio because you don't have to worry right. about the audience as much, right? I, I, like 10,000 records and like, wow. I, I was, I, I carry them everywhere and I just went, I, I can't do this anymore. Do you still um, have them, the records? No, I sold them all. You did? Um, and as soon as I gave up DJM, and as soon as I sold the records, I went, I, I miss those. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and I really miss DJing. Um, and I've sort of fought the urge. I've gone back and I've done a couple of um, bits. Um, and I DJ, you know, usually people suck, suck me in because they'll say, oh, this thing's for charity. And I go, okay, I'll come, yeah. do it. I'll, I'll come to time and do it for charity. Um, but I'm always getting asked, oh, what are you doing a year? What are you doing like Christmas? What are you doing this day to come DJ? And, like, and I, I always go, oh, that'd be good. And then I remember that. I'll say yes, and I'll instantly regret it. Yeah. yeah. Um, have you ever been asked to do a wedding? Yes, I've done you a have. wedding. Oh yeah. my god, that's like. <laughs> that's, you have you know, to do to requests be, as well. To be honest, it's one of the things that made me give up DJing. Yeah. Um, because Start you venturing get, into territory. Yeah. yeah, but you don't get you don't just get requests like you get. So you're playing something because you've got to try and play something that fits all age groups, right? Because you want everybody to have a good time because it's a wedding and you've got all the family there, kids all the way up to the great-grandparents in some cases. Yeah. And then you'll know that nobody will ever agree on what's good music. Right? <laughs> so you're playing something and everyone's dancing and then they'll come up, to, somebody will guarantee somebody will come up to you and go, play something everyone can dance to. And you're like, <laughs> everyone is dancing. <laughs> or they'll say, oh, um, my favourite one. I did a bit of DJing. Okay. Do you think I can have a go? No. Oh, <laughs> boy, yeah. yeah. Like, I, I don't understand what, like, would you, like, any other job, would you um, have anybody come up to you going, oh, I used to do this. Can, can I have a go? Like, you know, say you're like doing a train right? driver. Well, right. I used to or do this. Driver. Can I drive the train? Yeah. You're like, no. <laughs> so, yeah. Amazing. All right, well, let's get your next two Desert Island songs on. We've got Rhodes, Portishead from the classic Dummy album, and then Hymn of the Big Wheel. Have you seen, presumably you've seen both of these bands as well, right? You're, you're um, a live music goer yourself as I, well. I, as I am. I confess, Tom, I've never seen either of them. Um, really? I've always wanted to, and 
first of all, I mean, what is it? Don't play live. They they did, came back to did one thing recently True, yeah. for a charity for I think War Child. I think it was, um, and of course everyone got tickets, so was, yeah, couldn't get tickets for that. Um, Massive Attack are always promising, and they're, and they're like, every time they 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 come back, I'm like, I'm going to go and see them this time. I'm going to see them, and I know like loads of people that have seen them many many times, and they're like, I can't believe you've not seen them. It's like I. Because I was always playing shows myself. If I'm not playing shows, I'm I'm you know trying to go to shows, so it never yeah. quite aligned. So it's always it's always a regret that I've never seen either of them live. Um, I'm probably not going to see Portishead because they're probably never going to. Right, live. it's going to be a tough one. Yeah, but Massive Attack, um, you should be able to see. Massive Attack, they always threaten they're going to come back. And somebody, yeah. I saw something the other day that they were talking about possibly a new album, which obviously means they probably will tour again. I want to go and see them. So. So yes, that's a regret. Yeah, I'm make sure you go. Yeah, I think you could really. I mean, especially with the the music that Sub Theory are doing as well. Right. Like you right. know, just being able to see a show of Massive Attacks, like it's mesmerising. You just right. you end up, you kind of forget they're playing live in a funny kind right. of way, and just watch all right. of the messages on the screen. But that's the thing. That's the like, thing, and that's very much up what I've always wanted to do. That's the the model I've always had is that kind of engagement of. I mean, I think yeah. 3D has always been a bit of a hero um, of mine. Um, I think he's, uh, I don't, don't say this about a lot of people, I think he's genius in, in terms of what Is he, he Banksy as well? Well, <laughs> yes, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It's a very good question because everybody always says, no, 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 it sounds, but my favourite one was when they'd said it's, um, what's his name from that kid's show, Art Attack? Neil Buchanan, is it? Oh, yeah. They were saying, no, he's really Banksy. It's like, come on. <laughs> <laughs> he's out there somewhere it's just so curious about him yeah i do love that whole thing though like i mean it, i'm just spitballing again here but like the sub theory could be like a unknown band you know you don't know who they are but it's just the whole vibe of it i love like i don't know if you know a band called salt i'm sure you've heard of salt before salt, yes, yes and yes. like no one really knows who they are they didn't at least right. until recently and the, the shit they bring out is just insane. Like, I'm like, what is going on here? Like, but I've always loved that. No one knows who they are. And I've always loved that sort of, it, almost like conscious anonymity. Yeah. It's like, we just want the music. You don't have to worry to about the of... limelight as much either then. Yeah. <laughs> Daft Punk, yeah, just, for example. Daft Punk, yeah. Um, Burial was also very good. Yeah. Nobody knew who he was. Um, and I think there's a little bit of mystique. And I think that's what's missing from a lot of bands in this sort of, yeah social media ages that you have you know you know what people have for breakfast you know you know you know right. what kind of what they're selling everything they're wearing they're selling basically yeah and i just sometimes i wish there was like that mistake where you go i like them and i don't need to know a thing about them <laughs> you know what exactly. I mean? <laughs> yeah. yeah just dig their music yeah yeah, yeah. Okay, let's get these on then before we... It's funny, we like introduce the songs and then we go off on various tangents, which is great. I love it. Uh, Rhodes, Portishead by Dummy. Sorry, from the album Dummy by Portishead. And then Hymn of the Big Wheel. And this is from Blue Lions by Massive Attack. Enjoy these, everybody. Thanks, Andy. Hello and welcome. This is San Francisco indie musician and wannabe voiceover artist Megan Slankard. You're listening to Hangover Sessions with DJ Webbles. New shows are available every other Sunday on BFF.FM. Best frequencies forever. 
Now is the part where one would talk really fast at the end of a commercial. Ask your doctor if they're also listening to hangover sessions. Symptoms may include, but are not limited to, uncontainable joy, an increased appetite for vinyl record collecting, or starting a band in your garage. Something something about Nevada. Thank you. 
Friends are doing it. All your 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 friends are doing it. Friends are doing it. Best frequencies forever.
from the skies an acid drop of rain recycled from the sea it washed away my shadow burnt a hole in me and all the king's men cannot put it back again but the ghetto side will nature lie All right, you just heard uh, Road by Portishead from the album Dummy and Hymn of the Big Wheel by Massive Attack from Blue Lines. Hope you enjoyed both of those. Thank you, Andy. So I don't know if you know this, but a band that's been on this show a couple of times, also from the Bay Area, New Spell Music. Are you familiar New with Spell? New Spell? No, no. They're, uh, they're followers of you. 
all the way from really? over here, back in the UK. And uh, oh, can, you sp- can you spell it for me? New spell. It's two different separate words. New and then spell. music. If you just look for new spell music, you'll find them. Um, they're banned, but they've got a kind of similar electronic kind of vibe. And I just okay. thought, oh, I just thought it was a nice serendipitous. I wasn't sure if you knew them, but I thought it'd be a no, nice no. Thing. That's um, I'm always keen to um, oh, new music. I'm, I'm particularly yeah. stuff from that that particular area. I, I think is really interesting to me. So I'll definitely yeah. check that. Yeah, absolutely. Le- Leanne, Leanne's just had a baby. And um, they're uh, so they're probably taking a bit of a hiatus. But okay. if you ever needed a contact over here to play on West Coast, noted. they'd would be I've good. Because <laughs> they uh, they they do some some amazing like shows, and they've got a very similar vibes. So I think you'd fit well together. Uh, cool, cool, cool. All right, so we are going to play. Um, we've got to be careful of time here because it's easier to just get carried yeah. away on various I tangents. Do. I do really um, quite a lot. Even though what I'm thinking at this point is we'll do like a special podcast length version <laughs> and then we'll do a two hour radio show version from topic to co- topic and it's not staying on track. <laughs> no, no, this is cool. This is how it should be. So um, when's your next show? When's Sub Theory's next show? Not that folks over here are going to be able to probably see it, but um, um, maybe live, live stream. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? that's not a bad idea so i think for me it's not going to be till next year um because we're kind of in um uh well writing and getting that damn album finished because that's gonna be um gonna be the death of me if i don't get it done um, yeah, i just want to get it done right wrapped up so for me we'll probably head back out um end of january start of february yeah. um got a couple of things we're sort of um trying to nail down so it's not actually booked yet but there's a couple of shows uh, there's a album release as well absolutely yeah yeah, yeah. so there's a, there's a venue in oxford i've never played which i really really want to and i've played in every venue in, in oxford at some point um so i'm really trying to nail that down because i really want to play there um mm-hmm. just to say just to tick it off the list and say i've done it yeah <laughs> but, no. um, um i want to head back to bristol as well because bristol is um probably one of my top three cities in, in the world i think that's yeah. my, one of my favorite cities um, it's quite a hive but, for, for the type of music you guys are playing. Uh, absolutely, well. I mean, absolutely. And you know, yeah. you can sort of really feel it when you go there. It's a very musical city. Um, yeah. Apart from Massive Attack, apart from Porter's Head, you've got kind of um, a lot of the dub scene, Smith and Mighty. You've got, um, oh God, crikey, going back Fresh Four. You've got uh, Tricky, obviously part of. Yeah, yeah. You've got Joker, all these kind of, you know, people that I've absolutely loved and admired. They all come from that that place so yeah yeah always love playing there um and then obviously how far yeah, is it so, from where you are in in whitney an hour that's that. not too bad okay no, it's it's really it's probably yeah it's probably why it's my favorite city it's so easy to get to yeah um, yeah hey this is charlie or charlie black if you're nasty from black girl joy thursdays at noon and you're listening to bff.fm so the band is just so we know we've got kate w I hope yep. I'm saying her name right. She's on vocals. We've got George Lamborn on bass and Pat yep. Scott on lead guitar. How yes. did, and sorry if we've already covered this, but how did you okay. guys meet in the beginning? Like how did um, so Kate asked me to um, do some technical stuff. She's, she had, was releasing an, a, an EP off her own back. Um, it's a little bit folky, kind of that sort of um, thing. And she wanted some sort of technical help. So I, I did a, a bunch of stuff for her, sort of, tied a few things up um and helped her to do that and then i sort of said oh i've got this these 
songs that I've, I've got, I feel that they really could do with a vocal on. They, they, that's what they felt like to me. Nice. Just have a look, see what you think, see if you can write anything. She was like, oh. And she's the one that said it. She said, I'm getting Portishead vibes from, from this one. <laughs> uh, so she wrote this thing and sent it immediately back. I was like, well, that's exactly what I was, I was after. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we wrote, and we wrote very quickly, very lo- like loads of songs. Um, some of them survived. Some of them are still sort of, <laughs> um, you know, they're, they're probably never going to see the light of day because you can tell they're kind of works in progress. We never yeah. quite finished them. Um, but quite a few of them are actually going to be on the album, but we're just going to, we're going to get to the point where we actually finish them. Um, and then uh, we sort of played live, so it was just me and Kate for quite a long time. Um, and then we like, you know what, we could do this a bit more. The problem is if it's just me, and I've got, I play all the instruments. Um, I play synth and and whatnot. And a lot live. of things too, yeah. And then Kate does vocals. It's it's okay, but it's just it sort of it, you don't quite get the same bookings because people go. It's just a guy with a laptop and a keyboard. It's not super interesting, right? <laughs> Sounds Sticking great to me. <laughs> right, right. It's all the bass moment as well, right? Like well, that's Kate. the thing. But then we're like, okay, if you suddenly put a guitar there, yeah, you've got a bass there, suddenly people go, and we got loads more bookings that way. Into, we're like, yeah. We're like, that's a proper band now. Mm-hmm. So that's how it was. I still. We still have conversation because because Kate is like, oh, we need we should have a drummer. I was like, you know what? No, I do the drums. That's my that's one of the things I'm always yeah, doing. Yeah. I do them electronically. That's my thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's I think always going to be like that. Um, do you have the pad? Do you do the pad or do you have do, it all pre? I, yeah. So I have it all. I have it all. Um, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't want to get too sort of super nerdy about it, but I have it all. All the tracks that's broken cool. into into different parts. Yeah. And I kind of I kind of remix them on the fly, and I play stuff live, and I play pads and yeah so it's kind of it's a, it's a lot of work but i quite enjoy it because it doesn't feel like work um yeah but and then obviously I'm, we add an element we take the bass out so i don't play the bass stuff because that's what george does now you know we've got some lead guitar on there and some rhythm guitar and stuff which pat does uh so i don't need to do anything like that so it's kind of gradually eroding the bits i do and i've sort of said if we can get more people on you know then i can be off stage but not the drums i'm gonna keep the drums that's all i'm sorry <laughs> i once saw cat power at outside lands here in the oh, yeah. well in the bay area and she never came on stage she just literally sang the whole show from really? behind the curtain yeah i think she was oh. going through a rough rough patch at the oh time. okay right. she was back in like 2010 2011 Right. She's come out right. of that now. Actually, she's doing a show here. So I'm going off on my own tangent okay. now. She's doing a show here. She's doing Bob Dylan covers. Really? At the Herbs Theatre in San Francisco. Yeah, we can try and go in March next year with my wife. It'll be a fun. Is, is, are, you, are you a big Dylan fan? Or? I'm quite a big Dylan fan. I mean, I, funny enough, I like Dylan's songs when they're covered by others, I think, more. <laughs> no, I, I, that's a little bit where I am with it. I, I love his songs. Yeah. I think he's massively talented. It's fantastic. Yeah, I mean, it's incredible. Um, isn't it? But I tend to like people, other people's <laughs> Especially now, I think. I mean, his right. older stuff. I need to, I, I, one day maybe I'll have time to go through his whole back catalogue. Right. But I mean, he's got a ton of songs and he's still going, right? He's still still doing his thing. Can you imagine Crazy. that backlash? Can you imagine being there when that backlash happened when he went electric? Yeah. Unbelievable, yeah. Crazy Weird, town. Yeah. yeah. Like, like, breaking boundaries. <laughs> And it's funny because you think these are folky people. They shouldn't be like 
all like violent and agitated, but they got really upset by it. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy. All right, so let's get your next uh, original one on. This is uh, Kama San Sartre, am I saying? Uh, is this a play on words? Cam- no, so it's, it's, it's Camus and Sartre. Okay, this thank is, you. Um, Thanks for saving me. And that's why Albert, <laughs> Albert Camus and Jean-Paul Sartre, the two uh, uh, ah. philosophers. So this is a little bit of a... So we, we did a football song. This is our sort of not football song, but it is a football song. Um, if you remember back in last year, back in the last year, there was a World Cup. Um, yeah. And yeah, we're, we're, we're like, at Christmas time, as, as, weird, as you right? do. It's weird. <laughs> so, so we did this as a bit of a... Um, it, it's like a football song, but it's not a football song because it's not like a novelty. It's like we wanted to write a song about two about rival about um I guess football as a uh, way of expressing um emotion. Um two rivalries, so Albert Camus and Jean-Paul Sartre were both philosophers, friends at one point, became sort of rivals and enemies, fell out a little bit. Um both have both, by the way, absolutely love football. So that's a kind of a weird. That's why we sort of did it because they both. Well, I forget. I think it's Camus that said everything he learned about life he learned from the game of football. Wow, uh, really? Uh, he he was a goalkeeper, and I think Sartre was. Um, I want to say he was a left back, <laughs> but I'm not entirely sure about that. <laughs> but he loved football anyway. So, um, so it's a bit. It's a little bit like that. It's a bit like, um, yeah, just trying to. Sing, write a song about football that's not really about football, if that makes yeah. sense. Um, and it's got a little bit of a last where at the end where we jokingly sort of did a little crowd chant thing. It's a little bit sort of um, self-deprecating a bit and a bit kind of... Ah, it sounds like, a, it sounds like a very different song from what you've done more recently, yes. right? Is this an older... Yeah, we said like last year. Nice. And you're, are you an avid supporter of Whitney? FC is this do you go, get <laughs> to go and see them they don't we're, exist oh, that's... no so funny enough they're starting up again and we've become the official band of them already fantastic what so you've so, got you're on the shirts we will be when they exist but apparently that's that's the plan um exciting they are trying to re- resize they had a long history of a, of a club being there and they folded about 10 years ago and they're trying to restart it now and they're like they approached us and said we really love you Will you be our official band? I was like, yeah. Brilliant. We, what, what does that mean? We're like, we don't really know. So yeah, just that you're going to be part of the whole. Yeah. You can yeah. do like the coming on the pitch, like you exactly soundtrack exactly. and stuff like that. Nice, yeah. cool. All right, let's get the, this on then. Another tangent, but we will get back to it. The camera. Can you say the name again, just to make uh, sure? Cam- Camus and Sartre. Thank you, sir. <laughs> this is by the Sub Theory. Enjoy this, an original song by them. Matching their name 
Nice. I like the, uh, the the chanting there in the right. in the song. Good stuff. So you're saying we should go and watch the video as well for this. Yeah, we get to see um, you guys playing playing soccer. Football. Soccer, yes, playing soccer. Yeah, yeah, uh, to a, a standard of sorts. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it's freezing as well. That's what it was. I think we filmed it in mid November. Most popular time to play really cool. football in yeah. the UK. Uh, slipping over everywhere stuff like that cool i, I started uh, my soccer career um in, in sunday league oh, um, God, and sunday you know league. playing on rainy sunday mornings yeah. but those over. i mean those were yeah those for those yeah you kind of crossed that the, yeah. when i first started playing the hungover wasn't a thing right. and then in my in my later teens that definitely was because in, in, in the yeah. uk you know 18 and all that sort of stuff and then it was harder to play <laughs> and I always found so, so Sunday League is just brutal challenge. It's after brutal challenge. It's like you, I mean, yeah, uh, it's, yeah. Uh, it's a bad. I don't know where that's where you played. No, where no, I, no. Yeah, I, I mean, I played in Essex, and it was uh, oh, right. yeah, so it's, it's, it's just people slapping <laughs> into each other. It's like okay, getting all their anger out from the right, night before right. or the week before or whatever. Yeah, well, one of my favourite things was the standard referee wasn't very good. So you get <laughs> referees that would play for like. 82 minutes and blow up and you're like well that's not a full game yeah and they're like well I didn't you know I've, I've got to get, I've got to get back for my lunch mate yeah, I've got to go back or I've got to leave or whatever <laughs> or you, you get the linesmen um, who are basically from the home Sometimes team the supporters yeah right, right so they're like giving you like you score a good goal they're not offside you're like <laughs> come on come on <laughs> this is Sunday league everybody I could do a whole show on that one day yes. I think 
All right. So before we say our goodbyes, uh, we're gonna we're gonna do make sure we play two more of your songs. We also got the Desert Island Discs. Mm -hmm. um, let's just actually let's do the Desert Island Discs first, and then we'll talk about okay. how we follow um, the sub theory on the on the interwebs. Ooh. So your final songs from your Desert Island Discs, a song from Introducing, uh, DJ Shadow, Midnight in a Perfect World, and then Guns of Brixton, the Guns of Brixton. I keep forgetting to say the 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 those today uh, from London <laughs> Calling uh, by the Clash. And tell us about yes. these ones, Andy. Uh, so first of all, DJ Shadow was um, it was massively. Um, okay, so I came across that. Um, I don't know if you remember that in you used to have record listening booths in shops. Yeah, saw this okay. thing DJ Shadow on Mo Wax. I didn't know knew Mo Wax because James Lavelle's from Oxford, so it was obviously um, he used to run the night here. And but I'd never heard of DJ Shadow, and I was like, "Oh, who's this?" Did not even know he's from um, like the Bay Area as well. Yeah, so, yeah, Sacramento, I think. Yeah, so it was completely sort of unknown. I put it put it on, and it's just this amazing. It's basically the album that I've always wanted to make. So that was introduced. Yeah. I'm like, this is incredible. Um, the Clash, I think for me, I came very late to The Clash. I didn't really, I didn't really know much about them when I was sort of growing up. Um, but then it, was, it felt weird that I didn't because I was influenced by lots of bands that, that were influenced by The Clash. So I sort of went back and, and listened. And I remember hearing this for the first time and going, but that bass line and the drums, obviously sampled by um, Norman Cook, Fatboy Slim, for his yeah. Be Good uh, to me, and I went, well, I recognise that, um, but but forget that for a second. This is a much better song. <laughs> and then I sort of <laughs> dug loads more back into the Clash and things like um, uh, Straight to Hell, which also used was also sampled by MIA on Paper Planes. And you're sort of digging into this, going, this I can see where they had a direct influence on so many musicians um, that I didn't even wasn't even aware of this. Yeah. And I think it's just for me, it was it fit it fitted into that category of this is my angry sort of righteous music. I love sort of that idea that people are really passionate. You can hear it in the vocal of this of this um, track. He's just very very angry, but channeling it um, to sort of to inspire you a little bit. I think. Yeah, yeah. Do you still have um, a lot, any records, you know, like do you have, do you still collect records? Like just I of your favourite, no. you don't, you no. just stick to the, the digital side of things now? Yeah, it's, I've, weirdly I've still got loads of CDs, but I don't even have a CD player, so I don't know you've still got. Yeah, yeah, I'm, um, I'm trying to sell mine. I've, I've got so many, but the, <clears> the, I think the, because the, for me records are always more collectible, so they're the things that went first, um, yeah. because, you know, people wanted them. CDs, people are a bit like, mm, not, you know, yeah, feels a lot. It feels, yeah, pay for money for a CD now feels a bit weird. Um, so I've still got lots of straight drinks coasters now. Well, yeah, yeah. You, know? you know what? They, they, here's the thing I want to challenge because when they came out, I seem to remember people saying they're indestructible, right? They will last forever. Go back and play some original CDs and see if they play. Scratched, yeah, they don't, they the, don't play. The, the disc itself is indestructible, but you can't right. play the but music no. after you destroy right. it. Right. <laughs> And it, you remember, if you ever got those, remember you used to burn CDs as well? Yeah, all the time. I never told you that the dye actually eventually wears off. So it doesn't, wow. yeah, no, it I starts, didn't know It suddenly that. starts jumping. Yeah. Very great. We're, we're missold. Yeah. But now, I mean, it's changed so much now, isn't it? I mean, yeah. like I was going to, I know I'm going off on a bit of a tangent here, but like in terms of your music, mm -hmm. like how do people buy your music now? Is it Or is it just the shows that you're mostly kind of like, you know, making the one? Um, 
I'm sort of taking a, a, a view that um, for me, I appreciate it, firstly everybody that checks it out and listens to it. That's 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 it's about options, right? So if I want, if somebody wants to go and listen on Spotify, great. If they want to go and listen on Amazon, Tidal, or whatever, great. Happy, very happy for that. If you'd like it, you know that's a really help. Um, really helps that aspect of it. But I sort of see it as a bit of a, a bit like radio old school radio spotify and places like that yeah. streaming is a bit like a radio station for me yeah um so i'm not really not really expecting you know it's never really about money anyway but i'm never really expecting to make very much money from that Bandcamp, obviously people can buy it um you want Bandcamp as well from so yes it's the sub theory dot bandcamp.com okay cool um that is but it's again it's like uh, it's for me it's two different things because some people tend to buy it, I think, to support. Um, I don't know if it's as collectible because it's not a, a physical thing. People mm-hmm. like that. Um, so they sort of tend to buy it to support. Um, so, yeah, it's really about, for me, it's always about playing bigger shows. So I want lots of streams on Spotify because then that's where you get people go, oh, let's book in for a big show. That's, for me, that's the payoff for it because then I get to go and play it live somewhere. Yeah. Um, but again, for me, it's about options. So if anyone wants to support it, we're on Spotify and, and et cetera, and we're on Bandcamp if they want to support it even more. Um, and I just really appreciate, because there's so much competition, right? There's, there's, mm-hmm. it, it's never been a time when there's more accessibility to music. Um, it's hard to complain course, about that yeah. part, isn't it? Yeah. No, absolutely, absolutely. You know, and I think for me, it's a bit... Um, it's great. You have to you embrace it because you're getting to reach people all over the world now where you probably wouldn't before because you've got to right. have a physical product to sell. So you'd have to print singles up or whatever and send them out and hope that somebody would buy them. So for me, you reach, the reach is much more and that's really satisfying. When you see it, because it's funny, if you see like where your plays go and you go, oh, so-and-so, like you, you don't know who it is, but these bunch of people in... Uh, Columbia are listening to this. Yeah. People in um uh I've got loads of listeners in like in the in the start in Afghanistan and, and Uzbekistan for some reason. I don't know why. Loads of plays around there. And I was like, it's really intriguing. Like, how did they for me it's interesting. How did yeah, they get no, it's brilliant, isn't it? And and you can even see it, it on your on your streaming stats and stuff a lot of the right. time now, can't you? Which is yeah, cool. Yeah. And the really key, the cool thing for me is when you see the Shazams, Shazam, Shazams, you know, the the when people hold it up. Yeah, I see them all over, and you're like, "Where were you listening? <laughs> what was when was it playing that you shazammed it there?" You know, it's really yeah. I find that fascinating. I really no, that's that. really cool. Yeah. So you, your, do you know what your top five uh, regions are on? Um, well, let's just do Spotify just for the sake of argument. Oh, so so on Spotify, it's, it is the US first, then it's, yeah, uh, the UK. Um, can we just sort of no? I mean, you've got joint, you've got joint listenership in Helsinki. Helsinki. In, yeah, in Amazing. Finland, uh, Paris, France, and Frankfurt, Germany. Frankfurt. And then GB are way down the list. You've got GB, GB. For some reason, it says Poplar. And, oh, um, right. Yeah, that's, that's, that's further that down. Yeah. I'll tell you where that is, because that's probably where a lot of the internet gets rooted through. Oh, so I could, see. Yeah, many yeah. different places around there because popular is so obviously. It doesn't, yeah, it's not necessarily. Yeah. <laughs> but that'd be amazing because you're like, oh, if, if everybody's in there, we'll book a show there, and then nobody yeah. turns up because it's not. It's not IP address. Right. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> cool. Well, we again we went off on a. 
big tangent yes. and we were teeing up these two amazing songs so let's get back to these these are dj shadow and midnight in a perfect world must have been difficult choosing a particular song from that uh, yes yeah and uh, the guns of brixton from the clash and london calling Good stuff. Thanks, man. Community, community, community radio. Community, community, community radio. Community, community, community radio. Community radio for the San Francisco music scene. BFF.FM, best frequencies forever. Insight, foresight, more sight. The clock on the wall reads a quarter past midnight. Two classics there, Midnight in a Perfect World. I feel like Midnight in a Perfect World, is that the one that kicks off the album? Because that's um, just such a recognisable theme. It's high up on the track list. It's, yeah. the, um, it's the first one. I mean, it's so chilled. It's like a proper yeah, nice, ballad that um, you just get, literally describes Midnight in a Perfect World. Right? You just yeah, yeah, what an album. Yeah. And then uh, obviously the Clash one. I didn't know um, Fat Boy Slim did a... A remix, remix of it. That's pretty cool. Right. So, you, do you know um, group Beats International? Did you? Yeah, know, yeah. yeah. Good to me. So he did, He took that. Just the opening, the drums and the bass. Yeah. Yeah. So nice. loads of people didn't know that's the Flash for a long time. Yeah. Fact, I didn't know it for a long time, and then I heard it. I went, "Wait, that's where it's from." Oh, okay. Fabulous. Yeah. Cool. All right. So we are getting to the end of the show. It's been an absolute joy just chatting to you on this you Sunday much. morning. Good morning. Um, <laughs> if it could be um, Sunday morning again, I'd be I'm, I'm okay with that. <laughs> Extended week. Well, we've got an interesting week coming up because it's uh, Thanksgiving this week. It is, yes. Uh, this, yeah, yeah. this show goes out the uh, Sunday after Thanksgiving. Um, so we've got, how do we follow the sub theory? What's the best ways to keep up with all your latest and greatest things, Andy? Probably, um, I'm, I'm a big Instagram user. Um, I love, um, I love the sort of, the aesthetic of that so i do spend a lot of time sort of taking photos of things so it's not just music stuff it's things that capture my attention or so i don't want to get that thing where people are just you know, constantly selling something so for me yeah. it's about this is about engagement or us right yeah. this is this is what we represent it's it's very i don't know if you've seen it it's all black and white and, yeah um you know it's it, i'm not a photographer but i try my best um so it's, that's that's the sort of aesthetic i want to i want to present so that's probably the best place because that's where i do tend to post up a lot of stories um 
I do post stuff on TikTok, but I don't really. I mean, that's that's great for the audience that. side of it, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Fifteen-second attention, yeah, attention there. Like, yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> so I post on it, but I'm not as regularly. And these um, are all the sub theory. So Instagram is yes, the dot sub theory, right? The dot sub theory. I tell you why because I set up the sub theory, locked myself out of it, and then it wouldn't let me have. Oh, that's so, so I had to, put a, had to put a dot into it. Oh, that's uh, sad. obviously on X and or whatever you call it, Twitter. Yeah, Twitter. X, yeah. Now. Um, threads. <laughs> yeah. The sub yeah. theory, like most for the, the most part, theory. right? Is the best way yeah, to find you guys. And then yeah. Bandcamp. So Bandcamp band Fridays. Yes. Is Bandcamp Fridays a thing in the UK as well, right? It's all it is. Camp, right? It is. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of talk about whether it's a good or a bad thing. Um, oh, really? really? Yeah. Don't, it, a lot of the artists oh, sort of complain that they see a massive drop off. They see a really big spike on the Friday and then see a drop off the rest of the time. I'm sort of the opinion that, well, it evens out. They're going to, if somebody's going to come and find you, that's a great place to come mm-hmm. you know, and, and search you out. There is a few issues going on with Bandcamp at the moment in terms of ownership that they've just been bought out again twice in, I think, a year or the headquartered over months. here in Oakland. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah, brilliant. I've always had, we were, um, we had one of our songs um, featured on their new and notable. Nice. They, 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 do, they do Friday night shows here as well, downtown right. Oakland. Right. So, another I think place a really cool company. Put, yeah. on the, put on the agenda for when you come yeah, over I'll here. Be there. I'll be there. I'll be there. Got some great beers over here as well, Andy. Well, I was going to say, we'll have to hang out if you... uh, Yeah, 100%. Let's make it happen, yeah. And so we're going to finish the um, show with two of your originals. Uh, Every Day, The Sub Theory, and Life and Time. Yeah, so Every Day was the first um, track I said about uh, how we got together. So that's the first track I sent to Kate that she sent back. And these are all available, aren't they? These are all... Yes, these are all up on Bandcamp, all up on streaming and stuff. uh, There's nothing that's unreleased there. And it's kind of the tracks back in in chronological order. So Life and Time is sort of just before pre-Kate got involved. So it's um, a a guy called Drew for the last years who is from Connecticut. Oh, nice. And we sort of, we, we kind of met by the internet during lockdown. Really cool guys. Last check, also check out the last years. They're on um, Bandcamp, et cetera, as well. So a little bit shoegazy kind of. Um, yeah. <laughs> so he, I was, again, I just sent him a thing and he wrote, wrote a track to it and we sort of did it completely remotely. So that was kind of the first time I've really properly done that for somebody. Nice. It's quite interesting. So. Yeah. So that's what I thought I'd, I'd track back in, in order. Thank you, sir. Yeah, thanks for taking on this musical journey. Yeah, no, thank you. Uh, thanks it's for been a me. joy. Happy holidays as well. Thank I you. Hope you. Enjoy your, your Christmas and all that jazz. You too. And um, yeah, honestly, it's been an absolute joy. I'm really looking forward to the BFF this, listeners doing their thing. Is this yeah. going out before or after Thanksgiving, you say? This is going out the Sunday after Thanksgiving. Okay, so I just want to say thanks uh, and happy Thanksgiving to all your listeners. I hope you had a great time. And... <laughs> Lots enjoy of food. We're all, enjoy all in sleep comas. Right? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, right. we're in the food comas, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the day before Cyber Monday. <laughs> yeah. God, the, the nightmare. Um, I, uh, I Just really quick, I'm sorry, I've, I've spent the Thanksgiving in New Mexico once, and I've nice. honestly, I've never seen so much food in my life. I, it's, I was, yeah. Yeah. It's a marathon. I'm a little bit jealous. Yeah. No, it's going to be fun. I'm making a turkey this year. I'm very excited to be making. Well, I made it on Thursday. It went very well. Right. Didn't burn the house down really tasty right, right. um but yeah no it's it's always nice to dive in i'm actually doing it as practice for the, the christmas right. being with family because i'm coming back to the uk 
at oh, Christmas. Okay. So I'm doing like a dry run and right. f- hopefully friends won't notice it's a dry run that I'm making right. it for. And then at least I'm in kind of, you know, tip top shape for making it it's at Christmas nice. again. <laughs> get, get, your, get your practice in. I <laughs> cool. All right. Let's play these out cool. then. We've got Every Day, The Sub Theory and Life and Time by The Sub Theory, also featuring the last years from Connecticut. Exciting stuff. Thank you so much for your time, Andy. No, thank you, Alex. Thanks, everyone. Good stuff, man.